If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more streaming platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. Sorry, last time watching, diving involves like, there being no contact whatsoever. Yeah. So, meanwhile or not, he's obviously touched him. And you're going to go down? Mm. I suppose they just stand there and let himself get clattered. Hello and welcome back to the Off the Crossbar podcast with myself, Regan Walsh, and my co-presenter, as always, Brad. How are you on this gloomy Monday afternoon? Gloomy is literally the right word to describe this shit house of a weekend that got ruined by a certain team. But other than that, a fantastic weekend that we expected. Yeah, it was actually a really good weekend. Uh, I mean, I managed to get through, what, 14 games this weekend worth of football? Admittedly, I did watch six at once, but it was a really good weekend of football, and I can't complain at all. Well, you could complain about poor eyesight by the time you get older, but yeah. Yeah, that's something or to a worry massive about. massive headache. <laughs> yeah, that's something to worry about in the future, not now. And we did say we had a lot of games to look back on, and we will start off in the Premier League, and there's only the one place we can start off, and that is with the big game that took place on Saturday evening at the Etihad Stadium between Manchester City and Chelsea. And it was Thomas Tuchel's side that ran out 2-1 winners thanks to a Hakim Ziyech goal and a late goal from Marcus Alonso slash Callum Hudson-Odoi, I think that goal was, because they both seemed to hit it. It's fairly certain it went down as Marcus Alonso, as I didn't see any... Callum wanted a door interaction involved with that. Because they were both going towards it, so I wasn't too sure whether uh, Hudson Adoy did get on any touch onto it. Um, that's not even the main talking point from that game, or Raheem Sterling for the scoring for Man City. Explain to me what on God's green earth was Sergio Aguero thinking with that penalty? Well, I couldn't tell you that. I am not in Aguero's head, and it's the most unaware thing, I think, to to a neutral, maybe. Although, then again, this is a good man who dyed his hair silver. True. It's just like for those that obviously haven't seen in the game, I don't know how you haven't, but he tried a Penenka penalty uh, against Mendy, and Mendy did dive initially, but he had enough time to get back up and save it. It was that bad of a penalty from Aguero, and that was after he had a we'll say a golf stolen from uh, him by Raheem Sterling as well. So not well, the best. You say stolen, but I think Raheem Sterling did well to intercept it. Yeah. But like they were saying. If only he did that to Harry Kane in the Euros. <laughs> oh, please don't take me back to that game. Um, yeah, rather strange game for Aguero, but it means uh, following the defeat there and Man United winning on Sunday that the City still have to wait a little bit longer for the title. Again though props to uh, Thomas Tuchel side. I mean Man City did play a weekend 
uh, side than Chelsea, but it still had uh, strong players in it uh, throughout the whole eleven. So, is this a pretainment? Is that the right word? Or have I just made up a word there? Um, we have made a prelude. That's predetermined. I was going to say, is this a prelude for uh, things to come in the Champions League final in a couple of weeks' time? I'll tell you what, I've been made up. Go on. This myth that Timo Werner's had a bad season. Has he? Goal scoring wise, yes. Yeah, well, for the for the job you expect of your striker, maybe yes, but that's his main the, the start that went around, he's been he's been involved in thirty goals. Really? I can't remember what it was something like thirty I can't remember the exact stat. But it was you know, pretty impressive. Obviously, yeah, he hasn't scored them, but assist what as he's not been awful. Yeah. And he has still been involved in some of the moves. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't think he's... I know we've criticised him on this podcast before, but that's mainly for his finishing and his reading of the line. Because, I mean, if you look at the game uh, against City, his reading of the defensive line and of how high they were going to be was woeful. It's absolutely amateurish. He's still. also... He's also a very quick player. Yeah. Like he doesn't need to try and get an advantage. No. He could literally stand like a few couple of metres behind and still win in a pace battle. Yeah, definitely. Um, I've just seen he's got 11 assists in the Premier League and six goals this season. So it's not too bad from him. Uh, I forget what this stat was because he was going over, he went around after the game because people were going after him again. Yeah. I mean, I'm just going to have a look now in all competitions. 12, 12 goals, 14 assists in 48 games. So he's been involved in 26 uh, goals in 48 was, games, was, which is basically one goal every contributions. other game. Yeah, that's, that's not bad. That's, in the worst season of his career. <laughs> yeah, which is like a goal every other game that he, he's involved in. Well, I think... Many people were expecting him to come with that higher flying uh, goals like he had in the Bundesliga uh, for Leipzig. And it just hasn't came to fruition as of yet, goal scoring wise. But like you say, playmaking wise and being involved in goals, he actually has a, a really good season. And maybe next season, second season, he'll be more embedded to the Premier League and know it fully well and get more goals. But I think that's the main problem with him. It's been his first season and it's a shock to the whole system. Uh, that how more physical the Premier League is compared to the Bundesliga in that terms because he has came out and said it himself. Yeah. Um, it's all West Brom. Oh. Um, so that well, was the last game. <laughs> that was the last game that has happened as of time of recording. Arsenal West Brom on Sunday evening at the Emirates Stadium, and it was Mikel Arteta side that won three two, three uh, one. Sorry, with Emil Smith Rowe and Nicholas. And William scoring his first ever goal for Arsenal from a free kick in the last minute of regulation, and Mateus Pereira did score for Sam However, however, William or Pereira, they they're definitely William. As I just say, Pereira's had a decent season. However, the result isn't good enough for West Brom as they as they have now been relegated from the Premier League as they cannot catch Burnley up in seventeenth place. 
So it's the first time in his Premier League managerial career that Allardyce has been uh, relegated, and the last time he got relegated was a quarter of a century ago when he was in charge of Notts County. I don't, know, I, don't, I don't know where everyone's getting this wrong. He's never been relegated from a club since he's managed them from the start of the season, so this doesn't count. I thought he'd never been relegated from the Premier League. That was it, not regardless of when he came in. No, no, you're mad. Nobody said that. Come on. <laughs> Since the start, um, didn't you know? True. Arsenal completely dominated the game um, in terms of possession, but I think even when West Brom got that goal back, it didn't look comfortable for Arsenal, really, did it? You thought West Brom could have had a chance to get back into the game. It was just funny saying you messaged me, like, you know, the panic, and like, oh, God, Arsenal going to ruin it. <laughs> mm. I mean, it would have been so typical of Arsenal, like we've said many times before, for them to have bottled it. Um, but they didn't. They managed to get the job done. Move up to ninth place now. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I mean, admittedly, I would have liked West Brom to have won that, so we could have had a bit more banter from Arsenal. But at the end of the day, it was a hard task for Sam Allardyce to come in and do from the start uh, when he joined the club. So be interesting to see what the board decide to do with and himself whether they decide to keep him next season and uh, aim for a bounce back straight away in the mm. Premier League or will he uh, leave the club in the summer? There's an issue Sam. a lot of decisions to be made in the next couple of weeks, obviously Allardyce being one of them, players being another uh, mm. so it's boing boing back to the Championship <laughs> I think But, but is, if, uh, if you don't mind leaving Matthias Brower in the Midlands, that's fine by me True. Um, I did see something. I think West Brom are now the joint most relegated team in the Premier League era no. with five relegations. No, because no, what I saw is most Premier League relegations. The top two, West Brom are now joint second, and at the top, Birmingham City. How many have Blues had? Twelve. Jesus. West right. Brom eleven. Not good signs for Midlands clubs. Proud of the Midlands, I say. <laughs> right, um, elsewhere, we will talk about the afternoon kickoff on Saturday between Leeds United and Tottenham Hotspur. And it was Marcelo Bielsa side that ran out 3 1 winners with Stuart Dallas, Patrick Bamford, and Rodrigo Moreno with the goals for uh, Leeds, whilst Young Min Sun scored for Ryan Mason's side. Spurs were awful in this game, weren't they? They, they were horrendous. I thought, and literally, well done, Eric Dyer, for proving to the world why well, you should be nowhere near that England team. Yep. However, did you, did you we see all that know. whole first goal. Oh yeah, it was absolutely. I, I could cry. Malarkey! How bad he was at defending that. Bamford just walked. Was it Bamford? Yeah. Yeah, he literally just walks past him like, "Cheers, mate." <laughs> just crazy. <sighs> Again, this is just summed up Spurs' season. This is just that poor performance. And that's why they're down in... I mean, it's not as bad as Arsenal, but they're only two places above them down in seventh place. But since, what, December, they've just been atrocious Spurs? Like, they've won games, obviously, but they just haven't looked very convincing. And then credit to Leeds. I mean, they have gone the whole season without losing to a top-six side. I think this might I don't think been... I don't think Spurs were in the, the conversation. I think it's the actual top six right now. I thought it was the actual 
Yeah, I, saw, I saw them put West Ham in it. Yeah, I put I saw them put West Ham in it. So, oh. still, it's impressive. Yeah, very impressive for first season been, uh, back uh, in the Premier League for the Leeds. Yeah, I expect it to be mid-table. I think they've sort of exceeded yeah. expectations. I was thinking lower mid-table, but then they're doing well. I think if they were more, I thought if they were better defensively. Like towards the start of the season, they probably would have been in the Europe contenders. Oh, 100%. I think they would be right up up, up there with Tottenham, Liverpool and West Ham pushing for uh, five, six, seven. Where, where, yeah. where we were at the start of the season. Oh, 100%. But like you said, it's the lack of consistency at the back. And what has caused them to concede so many goals and is why they're not there. <clears> I mean... Again, they've still got the perfect goal difference of they've scored 53 this season, conceded 53. So Aren't they end with just that perfect record. <laughs> if they did that, honestly, it would be a brilliant sight to see because uh, it's very rare to see a team finish with the uh, same amount of goals scored as, as they have conceded. Um, but yeah, good result for Leeds. And the only other big game that's happened is obviously, well, two big games. That have happened and we'll talk about our two teams now Aston Villa versus Manchester United and it was Ole Gunnar Solskjaer the that championship. just skip this but I don't need to bother <laughs> we're not skipping it it's Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's side that came back from 1-0 down to beat uh, Dean Smith's side 3-1 with Bruno Fernandes scoring a penalty Mason Greenwood and Edinson Cavani on the goal sheet for Manchester United whilst Ollie Watkins did no sorry Bertrand Traore was the goal scorer for Villa with an absolute God, at least give goal some respect. Uh, after a bit of poor defending from United but you can't poor take that away from Traore beauty I don't know what people were going to Linda off it was quality the turn it was just yeah. unreal it's great turn and finish from him but I think uh, Linda Lush should do better um, bad news for Villa Ollie Watkins got sent off uh, late on for Second yellow card uh, for simulation, this was, according to the referee, and that's what it was. And uh, bad news for Man United is they lost captain Harry Maguire 12 minutes from time uh, due to an injury that he picked up from a clash with Anwar Al-Ghazi. And that's the first bit of minutes since joining Manchester United in the Premier League, that is, that Harry Maguire has missed, which is an incredible feat, that is. Yeah, obviously the big thing is, if, is he fit enough for the Euros now? Apparently he left it. He left a boot in a boot. It's all like that. Yeah, I haven't seen any photos of it, but um, I hope it's just a precaution. And then, because I mean, with results elsewhere, United have all but secured uh, Champions League football next season. I think it's maybe mathematically possible that we might not finish in the top four. But uh, yeah, I'm hoping that Sarsha doesn't risk him now. I mean, we have got games coming thick and fast. Uh, in the coming days, I mean, we play again on Tuesday against Leicester and then on Thursday against Liverpool. So it's going to be a busy few days for United. Yeah. We don't need to talk about the fraudulent refereeing decisions, do we? No. I mean... Sorry, it's a joke. How does this keep happening against United? Uh, it's like it's been said before. The way United win penalties is how quick they get the ball into the box and quick attacking players. So... I can't, deny, do I can't deny, yes, that first one probably is a pen. Soft as shit. Mm. And he's trying to win it because that's what the pin do. That's what any player does, though. You go and win the penalties. It's what the European footballers have brought to this country is a lot of 
easy looking for penalties rather than like full blown contact, which we were used to seeing in the past. And with the Watkins red card, I understand what you mean. What's he meant to do there? Take a hit did to you, the. Did you see Jermaine Janus? You actually, you probably wouldn't have, but Jermaine Janus on match the day said he goes down with minimal contact. Sorry, that's so much. Diving involves like there being no contact whatsoever. Yeah. So, minimal or not, he's obviously touched him. And you're going to go down? Mm. I suppose they just stand there and let himself get clattered. Probably would, then he would get the pen, yeah. But actually, no, they'd probably give a foul on Henderson. That's what happened. <laughs> but... yeah. That wasn't even the one that got me angry. Sorry, because now I'm just going to do the rest of this podcast with my arm in its completely unnatural position. <laughs> you, you cannot tell me that's not a handball. I, I've said it a million times and I'll keep saying it. I think they just make it up as they go along and this is where each the, referee interprets remember the, it. Remember the cash one against Man City? Yeah. Knowing the difference. <sighs> referee. I guess Greenwood's obviously got a goal for his arm because you're doing it for momentum. Not where his arm is. Mm. Ridiculous. Rant over. Thank you. Right. <laughs> Elsewhere in the Premier League it, this it, week. Any Villa Man United game now comes with a sweepstake of when Manchester United are going to get a penalty. I thought you said rant over. Well, it will never be over. Because it's fraudulent. We have not beaten old Manchester United at home for 27 years. Jesus. It's, it's frustrating. Hi, <laughs> Man United. <laughs> you're not the first person and you won't be the last person to say that please go right, elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> elsewhere in the Premier League on Friday night Newcastle pulled off a shock beat in Leicester City 4-2 with goals from Callum Wilson scoring a brace Joe Willock and Paul Dummett on the score sheet for Steve Bruce's side well, two goals in the last 10 minutes from Mark Brighton and Kelechi and actually wasn't enough to bring any hope back for Brendan Rodgers' side Crystal Palace beat Sheffield United 2-0 with Erebiche, Eze and Christian Benteke with the goals. Southampton lost 2-0 to Liverpool. Thiago Alcantara scoring his first goal for Liverpool and Sadio Mane scoring as well. Wolves beat Brighton 2-1 with Morgan Gibbs-White and Adam Traore scoring, though Brighton did finish the game with 10 players after Lewis Dunk got sent off early in the second half after he did score the opening goal in the game and Neil Mulpay was sent off after the full-time whistle due to following abusive language. And the only other game that has happened saw Everton beat West Ham 1-0 with Dominic Calvert-Lewin getting on the score sheet for Carlo Ancelotti's side. So with the results as they were, Manchester United still remain 10 points behind Manchester City and still mathematically can win their title if they were to win, I think, all of their last games or four out of, uh, three out of the last four, I think. I think you're asking a lot there. Yeah, it's unlikely. And obviously the last relegation place, I think maybe could be, could that be confirmed later on today if Burnley beat Fulham? I think when I saw the table, it might, might be, yeah. Yeah, it will be because Burnley would go on to 39 and Fulham would then be only able to finish on 38 points with three mm-hmm. games left. So 
we could have all three teams relegated this week, or two of the three relegated this weekend. Obviously, Sheffield United were relegated a long time ago. Yeah, Christmas. I think before <laughs> they were relegated long before Christmas. Right, elsewhere in the world of European football now, we said we had the big games to talk about in Spain, and I've got to say, Barcelona Atletico Madrid didn't live up to its hype. It was a very dull game. I mean, the only thing joyous about it for us is we had uh, Ray Hudson and commentary in our ears. Well, far from that, it was a. Uh, I found myself just focusing more on the League Two stuff. <laughs> the answer to this, it was just boring. I also had um, Borussia Dortmund versus RB Leipzig on, so I was mainly paying attention to that game rather than this. So finished nil nil, two uh, two points remaining between the two sides as we head into the final three fixtures in La Liga, and then the other big game uh, was the last game played so far this weekend, and that was between Real Madrid and Sevilla. Finished 2-2. Karen Benzema did think he scored early on for Los Blancos. However, his goal was ruled out for offside by VAR. Correct decision as well. Then Fernando Regis, or Regis, I can't remember how it's pronounced, the X-Man City uh, midfielder opened the score in t- uh, 12 minutes later for Sevilla. Then Marco Asensio pulled it back after a lovely bit of build-up play from Tony Cruz. Then even Rakitic converted a penalty and it was quite controversial i don't know if you've seen the incident but i wasn't too sure no. whether it was given for a, pe- was a push <laughs> was it given for a push on edda by edda or was it the handball that he did oh god i don't actually remember there's <laughs> <laughs> a reason i watched it then just instantly forgets <laughs> yeah and then real madrid were also appealing for a penalty at the other end whilst that var check was going on for a foul was it i think another handball in that incident which karen benzema uh wanted but uh then was overturned when uh severe got given their penalty which rakitic converted it and then within the last kick of the game tony cruz took a shot and then it just hits off edin hazard's uh boot and gets past uh bono in goal for Sevilla to earn real madrid a point so the top four remain exactly where they were uh, at the start of the weekend. And you've got to say now, it's a little too late for Sevilla to make the title charge unless the other three drop a game. You've got to say it's game over for them now, but everyone else, it's still all to play for. It seems that way. Unfortunately for Sevilla, I really wanted them to win. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah, look, it's just damaged them. Hmm. I think by dropping points at the start of the week, so a week ago today, um, that's what's cost them massively. If they won that game, I think they would have had that good bit of momentum going into yesterday's game to try and get something against Real Madrid and hold on for victory. But it is what it is elsewhere in the league. As as for for Barca and Atletico, I don't think either of them want to win it. No. (laughs) <laughs> I think it wouldn't surprise me if Real do end up winning it because the way these two sides have been playing. And basically for fans, it'd be more fun if Barcelona won it. Oh, yeah. But do I see that happen? I don't. I don't uh, elsewhere, so... No, I don't actually think about it. Elsewhere, Celta Vigo beat Villarreal 4-2. Valencia beat Real Valladolid 3-0. Ibor beat Hatafe 1-0. Bilbao and Osasuna played out a 2-2 draw. Cadiz beat Huesca 2-1. And Alaves drew with Levante 2-2. And Real Sociedad beat Elche 
to nil. Right over in the Bundesliga now, uh, Borussia Dortmund beat RB Leipzig 3-2 with Marco Reus and a brace from Jade and Sancho to give Dortmund the victory, whilst Lucas Klosterman and Danny Olmo did score for Leipzig in what was a very entertaining game between the two sides. Uh, obviously, you need Dortmund. Yeah, Dortmund were without Haaland and Bellingham. Uh, Haaland obviously still injured whilst Bellingham was suspended for this game. However, it was a very entertaining game from uh, kick-off right until the final whistle and it gave me everything that I needed to watch in that game. And it shows Dortmund aren't yet giving up the fight for making that final Champions League place. Bayern Munich were crowned champions before and with... Uh, Leipzig losing that game, but still went out and beat Borussia Mönchengladbach 6-0 with Robert Lewandowski scoring a hat-trick as well as Thomas Muller, Kingsley Coman and Leroy Sané scoring the goals. So Lewandowski is now just one goal behind Gerd Muller's record of 40 goals in a season and Bayern Munich have won their ninth straight title in the Bundesliga which is a bit got, crazy. It, it, yeah, and he's got two games left to break that record. Which wouldn't surprise me if he does break it. I mean, their last two games of the season by Munich are against Freiburg and Augsburg. So it wouldn't surprise me if he gets a couple in each. Elsewhere in the Bundesliga, Hoffenheim beat Schalke for 2 Werder Bremen by Leverkusen played out a 0-0 draw. Wolfsburg beat Union Berlin 3-0. Stuttgart beat Augsburg 2-1. Freiburg beat Cologne 4-1. Frankfurt and Mainz played out a 1-1 draw. And Hertha Berlin and Arminia Bielefeld played out a 0-0 draw. Over to Italy now. And the big game that took place this weekend was on Sunday evening between Juventus and AC Milan. And I'm just going to say for those that didn't watch it, I don't think Juventus bothered turning up for this game because they were fucking woeful. I did all I remembered today as well. What? Oh, I can't wait for their Amazon documentary. Oh, yeah, I forgot you they were having one. Oh, oh it's going to be so thrilling. Yeah, I mean... It might actually have more potential to outdo the Spurs one. Oh, I think it will do. Especially with all this Super League stuff as well. God, it's just going to be absolutely incredible to watch when it comes out. Uh, credit to Milan, though. They were absolutely phenomenal. Goals from Ante Rebic, Fikaya Tomori and Brahim Diaz with an absolutely beautiful goal at the end of the first half to give uh, Milan the 3-0 win. Uh, I'll give, again, credit to Tomori and Simon Kier in defence for AC Milan because they were absolute rock solid at the back for the whole 90 minutes. I mean, they English, pres- right? Yes, Get him on the plane. Yeah. They won't need him now. Oh, yeah, they will do with uh, Harry Maguire being injured. But they made Ronaldo look silent. Like, there was that times when. Finished, it? <laughs> that guy there was, had yeah. There was times in that game where the commentator said he's Ronaldo's name. And I was like, oh, shit, he's actually still playing. I forgot. Oh, he, he, was the <laughs> he was quiet. Um, yeah. Really bad season for Juve. And I mean, they're not even in Champions League football at the minute, currently settling for a place in the Europa League. And it seems that Juventus have decided to keep with uh, Andrea Perlo as manager for the time being until the end of the season, though. What happens afterwards is going to be interesting. I mean, for me personally, I think he's gone at the end of the season. There has been talk of Max Allegri coming back in. So it wouldn't surprise me if that does happen. 
at Juventus. Elsewhere in Serie A this weekend, Inter Milan beat Sampdoria 5-1, Fiorentina beat Lazio 2-0, Napoli beat Spezia 4-1, Udinese and Bologna played out a 1-1 draw, Sassuolo beat Genoa 2-1, Hellas Verona sorry, and Torino played out a 1-1 draw, Atalanta beat Parma 5-2 and Cagliari beat Benevento 3-1 and Roma beat Crotone 5-0. So it's still all to play for for them last couple of Champions League places over in Italy. And in France, Lille are on the cusp of winning Liege 1 after they beat Lens 3-0 on Friday evening with Jonathan David and a brace from Burak Yilmaz to put them needing four points from their last two games or even less if PSG slip up again like they did this weekend. PSG themselves played out a 1-1 draw with Rennes Neymar scored a penalty at the right at the late minutes of uh, the first half. However, Siru Guirassi scored 20 minutes from time to give out a 1-1 draw and Presnel Kimpembe was sent off for Mauricio Pochettino side. Just lose their heads very easily, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> I need to say as well, the, one of the Burak Yemal's goals for Lille was sensational. <laughs> I don't think I've seen it yet, actually. 30-yard belter. Oh, sounds absolutely peachy. I mean, again, PSG, they can still finish as low as fourth place. Could you imagine that PSG and uh, Juventus not in Champions League football next season? I guess the Europa League will be interested again. <laughs> True. Uh, elsewhere in Liège 1 this weekend, Lyon beat FC Lorient 4-1. Saint-Etienne beat Marseille 1-0. Monaco beat Rem 1-0. Montpellier beat Strasbourg 3-2. Nice beat Brest by the same scoreline. Nîmes beat Metz 3-0. Angers beat Dijon by the same scoreline. Nantes or Nantes beat Bordeaux 3-0. Which I'd say is probably a big shock of the weekend there. Right, uh, championship. So it's the final day of the championship. And like we said, it was all to play for Wait, at so the bottom. I think, I think we need a bit more of a build-up for this. It was the championship final day. It was glorious. Yep, and it definitely didn't disappoint. So all games, as we said on the preview show, kicked off at half past 12 on Saturday afternoon. And my God, was it great. I mean, I don't know. Did you have a set game on or, or not? I had it all just firing in the back. Oh. <laughs> I was hearing everything. <laughs> yeah, I had the, the obviously the big game between Derby and Sheffield Wednesday. And my God, even though none of them are my team, I was just enthralled and nervous watching it for the whole oh, night. You were pulling, you were pulling for wine. No, if anything, I was pulling more for Darren Moore's side to win. <laughs> it would have been uh, quite comical seeing Derby get relegated and what their owner or potential new owner was going to do with that whole uh, kit and caboodle if they did get relegated. But it is Sheffield Wednesday, and that means that for the first time in a 130-year league history, both Sheffield clubs have been relegated in the same season, which is absolutely crazy. Um, yeah, so Sheffield Wednesday drew 3-3 with Derby in an absolute crazy game from start to finish. Uh, so Sheffield Wednesday finished bottom and Derby finished in 21st. Then Rotherham, they... Uh, did all they could for the majority of the game against Cardiff, but uh, a late goal from Marlon Pack ruined their day and sent them down. And Wickham Wanderers put up a valiant effort, although it was extremely unlikely that they were going to stay up. But they beat Middlesbrough 3 0. 
to give them a valiant effort and move them what? to 22nd out of the three clubs. I'll let you finish, but as all amazing as this was, the spice is not yet over, if we believe the story that's come out this morning. Was that um, some of them are going to appeal about Derby's situation, was it? I'll tell the story. The EFL were victorious in an appeal against, I believe, Derby's FFP stuff. Mm. So what this now means, the EFL could still go after Derby. I mean, it is still possible, but I think it would be one that it'd be uh, they won't get points deduction this season. I think it will go into play next season if they were to get a points deduction from the EFL. No, because I don't think that, that would be fair. But it, it sounds like something similar to what Birmingham City were involved in and two seasons mean, ago, and that yeah. ended in a points deduction. Because what, what, what this is is a breach of financial play, fair play. Yeah be very interesting to see if that does happen because then that would obviously mean Wickham stay up and Derby that's, that's get relegated. That's the story. That, we yes. want them. They deserve it. But uh, I think it will be, they'll start next season on negative points rather than get deducted from this season, unfortunately. And the playoffs have been set as well in the Championship. Brentford will play Bournemouth and Swansea will play Barnsley. Uh, so, not bad playoffs. I don't think you can say there's a clear winner, but very interesting. And they will take place in a week's time on the 17th of May with Bournemouth versus Brentford first at six o'clock UK time, followed by Barnsley Swansea at quarter past eight. And the second leg's being played on Saturday, the 22nd of May. Could you predict that final? Uh, Swansea versus Brentford. What I would say. It's very interesting because I'd go for the opposite. I would go Bournemouth against Barnsley. Oh. Bournemouth and Barnsley for me are the four teams of the two. Brentford, just known for a slip up. And yeah. Ideally, I don't think they would have wanted to play Bournemouth. No, I think that's the worst possible uh, game for Brentford. And Swansea just haven't been on good form recently. No. I think Barnsley are slightly hit and miss, but for me, just that bit better. And they're going to surprise. I think they're going to surprise them. Well, that would be uh, for a cat. Actually, seeing the full table, Brentford are the form team, having won four of the last five. Yeah, but form means nothing when it comes to playoffs because well, it's a two legged tie, and any. Yeah, but anything can happen in a playoff. Two legs over 90 minutes. It's all about who wants it more. Yeah, but if you're informed, maybe that's sixth or third. You're the ones that you're right. Yeah. Trust it, but just call it, call it from experience. <laughs> <laughs> right, and we're on to the Women's uh, Super League now. And what a final day it was at both ends of the table. So... Uh, at the top, Chelsea won 5 0 against Reading to seal the WSL title with Erin Cuthbert, a brace uh, from Frank Kirby, Melanie Leopold, and a goal from Sam Kerr as she wrapped up the golden boot and Anne Ketrenberger wrapped up the golden glove to give Emma Hayes' side the title. Manchester City played out a 1 0 win against West Ham. Ellen White scoring on her birthday 15 minutes from time in a very poor game for City there. Had two penalties in that game, 
Samuels and Rose Lavelles with them both. However, uh, Mackenzie Arnold in goal for West Ham saved both of them. A uh, bit of bad news, though, for Manchester City. Uh, after the game, Gareth Taylor confirmed that Ellie Robock missed the game due to injury and she will miss uh, the next game in the FA Cup next weekend. Uh, and there's no full question whether she will be fully recovered in time for the Olympics, but obviously there is hope for her there. Manchester United beat Everton 2 0. We've got from Ella Toon and Kirsty Hansen to give Casey Stoney side the three points. And Arsenal played out an 0 0 draw with Aston Villa. So that result meant Aston Villa stayed in the Premier League, and Arsenal obviously fully finally confirmed that they would be playing in the Champions League next season. At least Tottenham the weekend played... wasn't all bad. Well, so far. Uh, Kit Graham scored the only the, goal in the, the question game. on Arsenal was. Did they, they didn't weaken the team, did they? No, it was still a strong they, line. They just couldn't be asked. <laughs> they just couldn't get, get uh, find a way past Rachel Vice. Um, so That's some news from for us. That's what happened. <laughs> yeah. So from we've had some news out of both teams uh, this morning. Arsenal have confirmed the departure of Jill Rod. Uh, she will be heading back to the Bundesliga to join with Wolfsburg, and she has signed a three-year contract with the six-time German champion so it is good news there and potentially yes there I mean I am very <laughs> sad that she is leaving absolutely quality player um potential incoming and outgoing from the Villa side is that Mana Iwabuchi looks set to be her replacement uh they're just waiting for that details to be confirmed though it has been reported in the telegraph today that she will be Rod's replacement and then outgoing I think it was weird that she was on the bench yes sir yeah, I thought it was very strange that she didn't get played, but obviously that may be the reason why. Elsewhere, <laughs> Aston Villa confirmed that uh, interim head coach Marcus Bigno has left at the end of his contract, and they have since further announced that head coach Gemma Davies and assistant manager Jenny Sugarman have also left the club following the completion of this season. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with Villa uh, in terms of managerial roles for the next season? That was a surprising one. Yeah, uh, both. Unless they've got a, a name. I don't know what a quote relates to a name in the women's game, but yeah, just a weird one. Yeah, very strange. I thought. I don't know why Leo Luca has got on a mod. I don't think so. Um, I'm not surprised with. Did you just give it yourself? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if she's got coaching badges to do so so she may not be able to um yeah i think everyone expected marcus bigno to leave after yesterday's game i mean he was only there to help Gemma davis but i thought she would at least be given a full season to try and do it all on her own and it being villa's second season next year in the wsl but ultimately the club decided to go against that so it'll be interesting like you said to see who they get in brighton relegated Bristol City by winning 3-1 with Anessa Kagman, League Women and Maya Letizia scoring the goals for Hope Power Size, whilst Abby Harrison scored the only goal for Matt Beard's side uh, as they get relegated to the FA Women's Championship. Tottenham beat Birmingham City 1-0, Kit Graham scoring the only goal of the game and Birmingham, interestingly enough, I don't know whether you've seen, but Birmingham only had one substitute and that was backup keeper Sophie Walker, uh, Whitehouse, sorry. Uh, so, Manager Carla Wood did say after the game that both the keeper in goal, Hannah Hampton, and subkeeper uh, had outfielder shirts ready for them if they needed to. 
course they let that club just yeah. go to shit then. Oh my god, they have massively and a bit of transfer news from west ham they have announced the signing of tamika yellop the australian will join them obviously after the olympics ahead of next season elsewhere uh, in the women's game congratulations are in order to barcelona who wrapped up the primera Ibadrola this weekend uh, after going an undefeated season in spain so i mean the perfect record yeah they haven't lost a game and they've only conceded five goals all season. I'm Juventus... for a women's European Super League. <laughs> um, Juventus also wrapped up the league in Italy, again having a brilliant season, undefeated as well. Obviously not scored as many goals as Barcelona, but it's still a great feat for them. And the top of the table clash between Bayern Munich and Wolfsburg in the Bundesliga finished in a draw, which is uh, still all to play for over in Germany. And a reminder that this weekend is round five of the FA Cup fixtures and also the Champions League final from eight o'clock UK time. Right, uh, time to look back on our predictions now. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I just know this is painful. <laughs> this is just like, too, too, too bad. So, Man, oh, City, Man City, Chelsea, I get one point for getting the right score, but the wrong team. You obviously get none, as you predicted, a draw. Um... You get two points for predicting Arsenal would beat West Brom. I get nothing. Uh, Barca Atletico, I get two points for predicting it would be a draw. You get nothing. Sevilla versus Real Madrid, we were both wrong. Ace Milan Juventus, we were both wrong. And you got two points for predicting Derby. Sheffield Wednesday would be a draw. I get nothing because I predicted Sheffield Wednesday win. So you're on 119 points and I'm on 154 with just a few weekends worth of league fixtures left. I mean, I'm I'd like, you know, if someone could do the maths, it may soon be just impossible. No, I think it, it still is impossible, not maybe. I think it is impossible <laughs> you to catch me now. Someone do the maths. Yeah. Right, um, any of the stories you've seen from around the world of football? Well, nothing new, but I just found it really funny. If you remember the thing that I said yesterday about the Bronby coach and his interesting way of getting his tactics across. Yes, that was incredible. So for those who it's are... hard to illustrate in podcast form, which is fantastic. If you haven't seen the image anywhere, go find it. Yeah, so uh, they were obviously playing the game, and for some reason, the Brownby manager, instead of shouting, he may have lost his voice, but instead of asking one of his coaches to do the tactics in their game, um, he held up a whiteboard with keep attacking on it. And honestly, that sounds like something you would do on Football Manager when your team are drawing and need a one goal for the title the image is very out of context but apparently Bronbury did win the game 3-1 and that moment happened like towards the end I think it's pretty much just don't let them off keep looking sore I do have a quite funny moment from uh, did you see that we were talking it's a genius way but what if they weren't winning it's hardly like the I'm holding this board up. Look, lads, easy tactics. They can't see. They have no idea what we're doing, <laughs> what we're planning, whatsoever. Mm. Just, definitely... just see the opposition. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's, a, uh... it's definitely no, a bad thing. I've never seen that before. I don't know if you've seen some of the memes. Some of them are just already quality. Yeah. As expected, though, with any football fans, when they see I'm not good at Photoshop, so I can't get involved, so I don't expect any sweets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So I do have one for Did You See That? And it was in the Portsmouth Accrington Stanley game. Uh, and the final well, day. And that you said Did You See That? I now have to put the jingle in. <laughs> Sorry, but. I don't know, that uh, weeks. So Portsmouth were playing to get uh, into the playoffs. However, they ultimately lost and Oxford got that last place. And they played Accrington Stanley, as I mentioned. And the goal scorer for Accrington Stanley, Adam Phillips, scored after 23 minutes. Not that, It was an OK goal, nothing spectacular to write home about. But what does he do as his celebration? Oh, I did see this. He decides to go and do the... Was it the James Ward-Prowse signature goal swing? Yep. And, and James Ward-Prowse, Southampton captain, I believe. Yep, who are arch rivals with Portsmouth. So top class shithousery there from him. Absolute top class. Um, right, I do believe that is the lot this weekend. Uh, plenty of talking points uh, in both the men and women's games. So we're going to struggle now for the next few weeks. <laughs> Especially the women's game. I mean, apart from talking about the We've only got three weeks left. Make the most of it. Yep. Um, We'll be back later on this week to talk all games in the Premier League coming up and have a look at the games that uh, have happened during the week as well. And any other talking points, including the possibility that UEFA do confirm that the Champions League will be moved to the United Kingdom after the UK price Turkey on its red list, which means people can't travel there. As the latest for where we're recording, the plan is they want it at Wembley now, and that the AFL yeah. come out and say they would move the player final. Okay, so that will be very interesting to see. Though I think there is set to be a um, announcement by Wednesday on yeah. where it will because be there's only a limited time they can reschedule the player final as well, given the Euros usage of Wembley. Yeah. So. Keep an eye out on our social media page for any updates on that whole situation and any other talking points that may break throughout the course of the week. Right, that's all we've got time for this week. Make sure you like, comment and subscribe wherever you're listening to. Download us if you're listening to us on Spotify and follow us as well. And do the same on Apple Podcasts and any other place where you get your uh, podcasts available. Until the end of this week where we'll be back looking ahead and back on the week's football it's goodbye from me and goodbye from my co-presenter brad see you we'll see you soon